Welcome to Pat Gray Unleashed. Welcome. Yeah, great to have you with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, big game last night. Oh yeah, proved uh, once again. Mm-hmm. More on trivia. So yeah, more on trivia. Uh, guessed it right. So more on trivia. Where are we? On advanced to the divisional round. Yes, yes. So we are now uh, eight, eight and six? seven. Eight and seven. Eight and seven. And then Jeffy's zero and one. Oh, I thought we were better than that. Huh. Okay, huh. eight and seven. That's enough to win the NFC South. Eight and seven. <laughs> That's Just not saying, saying much, but mm-hmm. yes, you're right. Boy, that uh, that was a record-setting night for uh, Brett Maher, mm. former uh, Husker kicker, missing. Mm. Uh, Four extra points in a row to start the game. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's an NFL record. Three had been the previous mark. Really? Uh, so. Jeez. Yeah, that's, uh, Missed four extra points? How? <laughs> now, I think. I, I've honestly, never seen that. So, when he made his fifth attempt to go up 31 to 6, even though that put the Cowboys up by 25 points, uh-huh. that probably was his most stressful extra point attempt in his life. Because the bench was not happy with him, man. And these were ugly misses, too. So, what the heck? Yeah, that was a wow. good time. So, I don't know. Is Brady done? We'll see. We'll see. Or he I doubt at it. He's done in Tampa. He's going to Vegas next. Oh, you they, think they they're, wanted him they're originally. done with him in Tampa? They, they wanted him originally, remember? In uh, Vegas? Mm, mm-hmm. Dana White lit that spill. I think it was no, Gronk lit it spill. Talking right. to Dana White. Right. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Interesting. Were. Somebody did. Anyway, so speaking of Dana White, man, that went nowhere. His mm-hmm. little thing with his mm-hmm. wife in Mexico, that went nowhere. Mm-hmm. She slapped him. He slapped her back a couple of times. They had to be separated. And here's a guy who says, if you lay your hands on a woman, uh, there's no coming back from that in the UFC. Huh. And then uh, nothing. Man, well, a, maybe they're working on silence. A, who knows? They could be working on his exit package. And maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, but nobody's talking about it, yeah. really. Uh, kind of amazing. I don't know how he skated through that, but that's it's amazing for him. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat unleashed on Twitter. Uh, we got the. Uh, He's the brain-dead president of the United States to talk about today. Yeah, you remember we had some uh, stuff that you wanted to get to yesterday from his Sunday uh, yeah. S- yeah. sermon series. And then the computer <laughs> shut down. The computer shut down. So. Uh, forced. A forced shutdown. <laughs> you know what? You, you just have to get a computer that didn't come from here. That's that's what we need to do. <laughs> hello, <laughs> hello choir. Do. How you doing over there? <laughs> That's what I need to do. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, um, right before the computer shut down, I was about to play Biden. He caught the a little girl caught his eye, I guess, he and he's like, oh, "Hey, a little girl!" And then he he directed his attention to her and wanted to take a selfie or something. Here's what he said when he saw the little girl. So much over so many years. And so many young people are going to do so much more than we were ever able to do. What's your name, honey? Oh, God. What's your name, honey? Let it go, bro. <laughs> it's know. good to see you. Maybe I can have a picture with you before uh, I leave, okay? Is that all right? Uh, no. Yeah. No, you Hold old on. creep. Pause no. that. Kayla, pause that. Look at this. Look at everybody wearing masks behind him. But Go back. Go back. Hold that shot. John, what, what in the world? Mm. In Atlanta, Georgia, man. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. Stop. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, if they were in Wuhan, China, or Shanghai, China, you might say, okay, yeah, it makes sense, I guess. Even there, though, it, it doesn't because uh, who was it that said? Hmm? Dr. Ja was the one who oh, said yeah. the advisor, the main advisor to the president on COVID, hmm. said there's no study anywhere <laughs> in the world that's ever shown masks to be effective. Huh. Huh. Hmm. So why would you wear one? I don't want to. It's, it's a security blanket now for people. In fact, it's the opposite because, you know, that gunk gets mm-hmm. stuck in the mask and then you breathe it all day. So it's worse than not wearing one. It's just asinine. It's a it's psyops really asinine. campaign that people it have is. fallen for. Yeah, it is. And, and just it's sad to see. Just more control. Just more ways they can get us to do their bidding. Uh, also on Sunday, Joe spoke of his Supreme Court nominee. <laughs> this is awesome. I think. I mean, I don't know who name he's trying to say here, <laughs> but we think it was Katanji Brown Jackson. John Katan, Katanji Brown Jackson. Wait, Katan, our Supreme Court justice. Katan, Katan, Katan. Play it one more time. Yeah. That's fun. Drown Jackson, he says. By the way, John Katan, Katanji Brown Jackson. Yeah, Katanji Brown. Our Supreme Court Jackson. justice. I love that. I love that isolation on that lady shaking her head. I know it's great. <laughs> awesome. Uh, he's good. Well, you know, he's he went to the black church so often that uh, he's just used to him now, mm-hmm. and they love him at the black churches. Mm-hmm. And uh, look forward to his arrival. I think pretty much every weekend. And then when he doesn't show, they're really surprised because he like grew up there. Well, first he grew up uh, in a Puerto Rican neighborhood. Mm. And then he started going to Mass every single morning at 7.30. And then he'd go uh, directly from Mass to a black church and uh, go there. Uh, I Man, he just could not get enough spirituality. That's awesome. You you, you want your uh, your president to, uh, to just uh, experience every yes. moment of his day Absolutely. in a house of worship. That's right. To better prepare him to lead us going forward. Do you believe? I, I do not believe he went every morning to Mass. There's no way did Mother, you go in high school Mother and Teresa college. didn't go every day to I Mass. I know. Stop. The Pope doesn't go every day. But Joe Biden did. Yeah. Uh, uh, get out of here. That's why 81 million people voted for the man. Yeah, right. Such a good example. Right. I went to Mass every morning at 7.30 through high school in college, mm. shut up. Get out of here. I went to mass every morning. I don't think there's been a single person alive who's gone to church every day yeah, when, throughout high school and college years. When I wasn't busy laundering money through Ukraine and right, China, right. I was in church. And lying through my communist teeth about everything <laughs> and threatening people who disagree with me. And calling them fat and and challenging them to push-up contests or meet me outside or you want to go on a race you want to tell you want to race me? <laughs> no, no, I, re- I really don't. <laughs> You're what eighty-one? Uh, mm. No, no, thank you. I think he's only eighty though. Actually, right? Oh, you're <clears throat> he right. He won't be eighty-one until yeah. next year. Yeah, well, this year he'll be spry. eighty-one. He's spry. And then he'll be eighty-two by the time the election rolls around. Uh, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people in their 80s that, that you look at and you're like, man, he's young for his age. He's, oh, like he's yeah. in his 60s or something. I know. This guy, you're like, man, he's in his 110s, isn't he? Right. Yes. Ugh. He's an old 80. He is. Yeah, he didn't age well. At least his mind didn't. 
Um, but he's got dementia of some kind. But bless mm-hmm. those pills that he takes every day just to get him through. Yeah, need a few more <clears throat> so he can stop hitting on little kids. <clears throat> yeah, that would be nice. Of course, that was that was not a factor of his dementia. He's been doing that forever. That's true. Yesterday, too, he sang happy birthday to MLK the Third's uh, wife. Okay. It was her birthday. All right. And uh, <laughs> I love when he gets to her name. See if you can discern. Her name is Andrea. See if that's what he sings here. Okay. <clears throat> well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. Does she? Somebody's birthday, sing yeah. happy birthday. Yeah. You ready? Happy birthday to you. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to you. Okay. Happy birthday, dear Lally. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear. He's singing to Valium? Valium. Is that what he's singing? Man, I want to sing to Valium (laughs) most days. Happy birthday, dear Valium. I'm sorry, Uh, who? What? What are you trying to say there? That was not Andrea. I will say that. It was not Andrea. Maybe you should know who or try to remember her name. Well, he can't. You can't, so you can't be expected to do Well, you that. really talked yourself out of that one real fast. I did, yes. I, I realized how ridiculous I was being, <laughs> expecting him to remember a name. Boy. Nope, not going to happen. He Oh, sucks. the worst. Okay. Uh, uh, but there's no problem there, right? There's no problem. And not exactly a Marilyn Monroe-esque happy birthday song there. Oh, my uh, gosh. I so. don't want that from him. No, I know. What are you... That's Happy no, birthday. no, don't do it. No, you're making me sad. Uh, also, he shared his thoughts on Republicans who want to cut the massive spending how that's going they? on. Yeah, I mean, how dare you ask that maybe we cut back on spending money we don't have? How dare you? Yeah, here he is. Federal deficit is down. Trillion down one trillion. Plus you hear that? Yeah. yeah. Hear me. That's a fact. You want to pause that? Because we've had discussions before. We're like, how can he claim that? How can he claim? It's that stupid, massive spending bill yeah. that only Thomas Massey voted against. Woohoo, boy, you're great at that uh, deficit reduction, Joe. Yeah. Shut up. That was COVID, man. It's asinine. It was the yeah. COVID we reaction. We went from the massive, massive, what, $7 trillion spending on COVID, and he spent Less than that? Woo-hoo. Well, of course. I mean, you don't have to do the spending for the COVID anymore. Like we were anyway. Uh, all right, let's hear the rest of this BS. <laughs> yeah. Hear me. That's a fact. That's a fact. And there's going to be hundreds of billions reduced over the next decade. But so what? Mm-hmm. These guys are the <laughs> fiscally, you know, they're fiscally demented, I think. They don't. <laughs> uh, there's the pot calling the kettle. <laughs> I love demented. It. Look at that. Uh, Look nobody's at that. more demented than that freaking guy. He's out there building bridges. Yeah, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this was the unifier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The unifier. Unifying people. Again. Uh, he also discussed the need. This guy, I just, it's. Very difficult to listen to him, to look at yeah, him. And as you're listening to, to this. know he's there. To this guy. He's there. As you're listening to this clip where he's trying to justify the 87,000 new IRS agents, mm-hmm. new IRS agents, <clears throat> just note that the majority of the people who are audited by the IRS are far and away middle class. Right. And also, they're wanting to know your transactions on on uh, PayPal and uh, what is it? Uh, is it Venmo? Mm-hmm. The $600 or more. 
Like, we're going to find out. So help me. I'd love to know. You're how, sending more of those. How many times has Warren fat piece of crap Buffett been audited? Uh-huh. I'm guessing that number's zero. I'll bet it's zero. So here comes his, his so, lie of justification on yeah, this. Yeah, good. Okay. Ugh. You know, all these new IRS agents we have is because they fired a lot of them. What? And a lot of retiring. And guess what? Mm. Who needs serious agents to know what they're doing and not doing? What? The billionaires. The uh, multi-multi-millionaires. That's uh, not who's getting audited. You nope. Jackass. He's a lying piece of crap. He... Uh, I dislike this man, <laughs> know, man with all the intensity of 10 trillion white-hot burning suns. <laughs> I don't hate him because that would be wrong. So I just dislike him with a lot of intensity. Right. You know, 10 trillion white-hot burning suns. And that's fair. I think it's fair. Yeah. I can't help it. So yeah. what are you going to do? Uh, yesterday, he discussed AR-15s again. And, well, what else can't you buy besides an AR-15? I mean, we don't let you buy nuclear weapons or F-15s. Here he is. It's idiocy. I'm to get assault weapons banned. I did it once. I'm going to do it again. There's no social redeeming value. Deer aren't wearing Kevlar vests out there. The oh, you my gosh. No, I'm serious. He's serious. No, I'm serious. Bullets and go in a magazine. There's no, no need for any of that. I love my right-wing friends who talk about the tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots. Yeah, who's ever saying that? I mean, if you need to work Shut about up. taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. Okay. You don't need an hmm? AR-15. I'm serious. Think about it. <laughs> think about the rationale for this. Uh, you think about it. I can't take it. Stop. I <laughs> I just can't. Again, with the deer and Kevlar line. Somebody, for the love of heaven, please tell them how stupid that is. Please. It's not funny. It's not interesting. It's not a good analogy. Tell them to shut up on the deer in Kevlar. And you need an F-15 in order to fight the government. Absolutely not. How many planes did we leave in Afghanistan? I'm sorry. How many planes did Joe Biden leave in Afghanistan? Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if there's a, a market. lot. There were there, hundreds, is right? Is there a market for an F-15? Like, if I wanted to buy one, that's probably <sighs> the first place I'd go shopping. I don't know. Have you seen the uh, the Pepsi Harrier Jet uh, oh, documentary? Yeah. No, I didn't see it. I just know from Pepsi, you telling where's us. where's my jet? Yeah, you so told us good. about it on Overtime. I got to see that. Yeah, you should watch it. It's really, really interesting. So, I mean... And, Speaking of, you know, somebody owning a jet. And it shouldn't be illegal. It, if you want to own a jet. It didn't seem to be. No. Because Pepsi was offering one as a prize. And I, yeah, I'm not even talking about the Pepsi thing. I'm talking about to the old man there who's challenging yeah, all of it's us. it's not. It's not. Let's go. All right. Then if I had the money, I'd probably buy one for sure, just, just so I could rub it in his face. Here's my F-15, old man. And what this broken down old man doesn't understand is that when 300 million people uh, own guns... Mm-hmm. It makes it really difficult for the government. I don't care what the government's armed with. It's almost like the founders knew what they were doing. It is. Yeah. When all your citizenry is armed, you you can't maintain control of them. If they rise up and you've got hundreds of millions of people with weapons, uh, that's effective. I don't care how many F-15s you have. Are you going to kill everybody in the nation? That would be stupid. Uh, but it's one of the reasons the Soviet Union attack plans... Didn't include Texas. 
They were never going to come through Texas. That wasn't part of uh, of their planning, just in case they ever <laughs> invaded the United States, because Texas is too well armed, and it'd be very difficult to maintain any kind of control against the citizenry in Texas. I hope he's enjoying his last week as president. <clears throat> yeah, I, I hope you're right about that. That'd be great. Uh, because, it's next week. That because remember, come Saturday. Mm. All bets are off if the Democrat Party is going to keep protecting him. Yep. Because that two-year mark is up. And we'll yeah. see. And then there's a, just a, a, a very qualified individual waiting in the wing. Yeah, right. Yeah, isn't she, though? <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> Afghanistan's another good example. <clears throat> they fought the Soviet, Soviet Union for 10 years. They didn't have F-15s. The Mujahideen didn't have weapons like that. But they did have AK-47s. Pretty effective, actually. Uh, I, I just, it just pisses me off. He's, he's just so awful. And everything he says is asinine, stupid, <laughs> hateful. He just hates half of this country. Yeah. And there's no getting around it. He, and it's more than, you know, disliking us with all the intensity of a billion or a trillion or 10 trillion white hot burning suns. He just hates our guts. Got some good news for you, though. On Thursday, so day after tomorrow, 11 Eastern, 10 Central, I'm going to be hosting a live off-the-record private Q&A exclusively for Blaze TV subscribers. It's your chance to just chat with me about whatever's on your mind, any questions or whatever, concerns, uh, comments. We won't have any big tech censors looking over our shoulders, so no topic is is off-limits. If you're not a Blaze TV subscriber, head over to blazetv.com, use a promo code off the record, and subscribe today so you can join the conversation. The other Blaze TV hosts and I are going to be doing these live chats on a regular basis. So if you want to have a direct line to me, Glenn, uh, and the rest of the crew, Stu, I don't know, Jeffy will probably be doing these. Be sure to subscribe now. Again, the live chat will take place Thursday. 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central. So go to blazetv.com. Use a promo code off the record. Can I can I just say one more thing about this whole gun stuff? And mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, I was just looking this up because I wanted to verify this. Um, average police response time for a shooting incident. So when there's a shooting incident, it takes police on average seven minutes to, <coughs> to arrive on the scene. Mm-hmm. The average shooting in- shooting incident duration only five minutes. So I'm going to stay armed, actually, Joe. Um, but thank yeah, you. Yeah, but you only need one bullet. Only because, need the one right? bullet. Yeah, I'm a good shot. I mean, yeah. if there's seven people that enter your home, <sighs> you got to be really judicious about who gets the bullet. Which one do you, <laughs> you want? It's my one bullet. <laughs> I mean, oh, gosh. There's no reason. There's no reason. There's no social justification. For for that, I'm surprised though that that the old man, because um, he was going through all of his stupid uh, examples that he likes to trot out. Um, he did the Kevlar vest on deer. Mm-hmm. He did the uh, you don't need an F-15. You don't even need an AR-15. I'm surprised we didn't get the cannon mentioned there oh, either. Yeah, dang it. He really doesn't pull that out that much. No, he didn't. which is a shame. Because uh, I wonder if somebody mentioned to him. Well, no, because they would have no. mentioned these other things. Yeah, well, yeah. Too. Hey, you know what? Uh, you can't own a cannon. You can. So... And in the Revolutionary War, uh, they they had um, uh, citizens. They were like, hey, can you help us out? Because I know your ship has cannons. 
Can you help us out against the British? I mean, whatever. and they did. This, yeah, so I, this, know. This I know. I know. Oh, I know, but he does it so often. You need to. You feel like you need to address it again. It's like you can't just let that lie lay out there all by itself. I. Oh, he's dangerous. He's really dangerous. The Marxists that selected him to run our country, boy. What was the matter with him? Y'all could have done better, I'm saying. And and you think back, uh, the way he was presented at first, like, oh, he's a big-time moderate. Oh, this guy's right in the middle. Oh, everybody's going to like him because he's, he's just so moderate. Nothing could be further from the truth. He's more radical, more extreme than Barack Obama was. Yeah, and, and I, I have remembered this fact... Since 2008, when Obama chose Joe Biden as his running mate. And it's that that Obama had the third most liberal voting record in the Senate, mm-hmm. and he chose the first most liberal voting record in the Senate, Joe Biden. Yeah, we forget that. I mean, forget that. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Man. Help us. Uh, this is kind of fun. Wyoming has said they want to phase out sales of new... EVs by 2035. That's really kind of a a shot at California, I think. Uh, Jurisdictions like California and New York move toward banning the sale of new gas power to cars. One U.S. state wants to go the opposite direction. Wyoming's Wyoming's legislature is considering a resolution that calls for a phase-out of new electric vehicle sales by 2035. I love it. It's my kind of state, Wyoming. Uh, just making a statement. I love it. Uh, introduced last Friday, Senate Joint Resolution 4 has support from members of the state's House of Reps and the Senate. In the proposed resolution, a group of lawmakers led by Senator Jim Anderson says Wyoming's uh, proud and valued oil and gas industry has created countless jobs, contributed mm-hmm. revenue to the state's coffers. They add that a lack of charging infrastructure within Wyoming would make the widespread use of EVs impractical and that the state would uh, need to build a massive amount of new power generation to sustain the misadventure of electric vehicles. Seriously. Other states are not thinking about that. California is not thinking about California can barely exist now as it is with their grid. Now you're going to add all the cars in California to it? Hmm. That'll be fascinating. Yeah, is California, I I don't know the answer to this, are they actively trying to build new power plants of any kind? Of any kind? I mean, no. It'd be interesting to see when the last power plant was built in California. They're getting rid of gas cars in Mm -hmm. California and Mm -hmm. they're not building power plants for the charging. Yeah, it should go really well. (laughs) It should go really, really well. I just, part of me, I think about this quite a bit because I'm a nerd. Um, I would love to just, even if it's just for just 10 minutes, have Thomas Jefferson come back. Hey, check out these 50 experiments, dude. No, first, before you do anything, look at this California one. Isn't this awesome? Look what they're doing over there. You like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about a, a state that is self-destructing. Oh, my Total gosh. Total free My gosh. Uh, by the way, uh, Texas, uh, record high uh, surplus. I'll have to find something on this. I forget what it is right now, but they're now they're... T- they're trying to figure out how to spend this money, give it back to us. Oh. Like, like they're trying to say, you get a property tax argument. Mail me a check. Right, right. That, that's what, I think that's the simplest thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because you got people saying, don't do property taxes because some people are renters. 
Okay, whatever. Just send us a All check. Right. Like mail me a it. check right. for t- that will cover my property tax mm. this year. That that would be nice. Yeah, that'd be very nice. Record surplus, I'll even after it. all this COVID insanity. How Jeez. do you like that? Incredible. That's one thing. It's that, a well-run state. That's one thing Texas has always done well is their rainy day fund, and uh, now we're going to spend it on us. All right. Uh huh. Have fun, California. Trying I like to it. Power up your house. Also, the WEF is meeting in Davos, Switzerland, of course, this week. They want us all to to live in uh, 15-minute cities where cars are yes. no longer allowed on certain roads. And uh, <laughs> they have like a little sample city. Uh, is it Oxfordshire? Is oh. that what it is? Like, like you know, if you want to see how well run a 15-minute city is. Because you remember what they did in Do- Times Square? Remember what uh, was it Bloomberg who cut off access? Yeah, where you, you just had only pedestrians, right? Yeah, he he took away uh, vehicle travel, right, on a bunch of streets in Times Square, and people are a little irritated because it screwed up the whole flow yes. of traffic. Okay, now imagine that on an entire citywide he, scale. Yeah, it worked out really well, I'm sure. But um, here's a look. People are pushing back. Watch this. <laughs> In the dead of night, a hooded figure removes a base plate for a bollard, then pulls cement into the hole. Mm. The aim, to make it hard to install a new one. Mm-hmm. This footage, <laughs> obtained exclusively by ITV Meridian, is one of hundreds of incidents of vandalism in <clears throat> Oxford's local traffic neighbourhoods. Uh, Oxford, okay. Those removing the barriers often don't even wait for the cover of night. Put in his garbage now, can. Now, new figures show just how much this kind of activity is costing. Huh. Delivery drivers, Look at this. some filmed, flouting the rules. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just now, But I can understand it. it because they're not listening to us oh, in that's where the anger's coming in. You know, oh. that and people being stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. There is no democracy in Oxford. Wanton mm-hmm. huh. vandalism or a form of civil disobedience. There you go. Nice job. <laughs> so there you go. So that, those are the kind of things that the WEF right now is uh, trying to plan for you. And, and look how popular it is. Yeah, yeah. People love it. Yeah, your quality of life be damned. They don't care. They're eating caviar, and they're trying to make rules. And now now they've got their minions in the press uh, trying to say that, oh, there's all these conspiracy theories about the WEF online. Ignore them. They're actually trying to make the world a better place. <sighs> what I love is <laughs> them calling the Great Reset a conspiracy Thank you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and the media plays right along with them and just supports their claims that it's some nutty conspiracy uh, theory. Do, do we have an update on the health of Klaus Schwab? Because, you know, remember, uh, he, couldn't, he couldn't attend those early meetings. He, right. was, uh, he wasn't, wasn't feeling so well. Darn. And I just I just hope That's too bad. I hope he's recovered. I hope he's doing better now and uh Right. Yeah, yeah. And just see. I mean obviously. Oh. Obviously we wish the best for Klaus. Oh crap, he did show up uh Did he today. Well then you mean you mean good. He did show uh, up. I mean, that I must mean, mean he's healthy again. I get, good. Yeah, yeah, I get you my got words confused. Mixed up. Yeah. So despite, he said he wasn't gonna be there, but apparently <laughs> this is from forty eight minutes ago. He apparently did show up. Great. Good. Good. I'm so glad he's feeling better. I'm sure they're happy to have him there. Uh, Pathead Dan Diesel, 75, sent this from Illinois. Oh, yeah. Something's up there. Uh, Illinois just passed HB 5471, banning assault weapons. And uh, here's the response of one county. The map shows all of the counties in uh, green, 
that will not enforce the bill. Yeah, I, I forgot to send this back. So oh, okay. Not, so we don't have, have the actual. Yeah. But there's if you a lot find of it, green. I think it was from like Thursday <clears throat> or Friday, Kayla. But anyway, so if you imagine the entire state of Illinois, mm-hmm. uh, the majority of them on some level are not going to enforce it, whether officially or unofficially, have said the sheriffs, local sheriffs, have said, "No, no, we're not, we're not going to go and make you register your weapons." Um, so anyway, huh. and, and now, now the governor though has pushed back and, and I think <clears throat> yesterday he was saying how, um, uh, I forgot what he said, but anyway, he's, he's, there we go. There we go. See that, uh, that, that little map there. Oh yeah. That's a lot. So, that's most counties in the state. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. What's the yellow? Do you know what the yellow uh, represents? Let me see here. Uh, so let's see. Okay. So let's go in order here. The light blue has drafted an unsigned policy against, uh, the enforcement, Okay. The purple there uh, has uh, issued a supporting the Second Amendment statement without mentioning the bill specifically. Hmm. The yellow counties uh, support uh, the Second Amendment statement. Oh. The green will not enforce 5471. The majority of the state will not enforce it. And then the dark blue is an unofficial statement of non-enforcement. And, of course, the governor, the Democrat uh, governor of Illinois yeah. has threatened all the sheriffs. Yeah. That, Political grandstanding. You don't mm-hmm. care about children. Shut up. <laughs> so we'll see where this goes. But, but but Glenn has said for years, right? Glenn Beck, the guy who does a show down the hall after this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with it, but he has uh, stated that your local sheriffs are the key. Yeah. As as things fall apart, mm-hmm. get to know your local law enforcement, and that's a fact, man. Definitely. They're the last stand between us and the Constitution. And we need, we need some gatekeepers right now because uh, the left is just out of their minds. And they don't think they can be stopped now, and so they're pretty transparent about what they're doing. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Uh, Mike Thompson tweets, Biden says you need an F-15 to take on the government? The Taliban and Viet Cong yeah. seem to do fine without one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And as we mentioned, the Mujahideen. Uh, there's been quite a few guerrilla movements that seem to be fairly effective. Uh, hee-haw, the Viking. Someone <laughs> might want to let Joe know that we can, we can use AR-15s to get F-15s. Oh. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> uh, Pathead T. We won't have to worry about our military real soon. Biden sending all of our equipment to Ukraine. Yeah, yeah it'll take care of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, from James, California won't need new power plants. The betting on solar and wind being ready by then. Sure, sure, sure. Yep, they are betting that it will happen, but it. Uh, I think they're going to be quite surprised and forlorn to find out. Such a well-run state, that California. Oh, isn't it? You know, with all the resources California has, with the weather, with uh, the biggest population in the country, with the diversity of the landscape, and uh, they have absolutely everything, and they've run that state into the ground anyway. So they've overcome all their advantages to turn them into disadvantages. Congratulations. That takes talent. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's why when they've been in a drought for years, and then they get rain and it just floods everything because it just runs right back into the into the ocean. They've done nothing to capture the water. They don't have enough reservoirs. They haven't, you know, put in any kind of system to direct or guide the water like we do here with the bayous. Do something. 
to protect your land. But they won't. Their policies are just to leave it alone. Uh, Jimmy Dimples tweets, the WEF's 15-minute city, huh? Sounds like how long it'll last before it goes full Lord of the Flies. <laughs> Become ungovernable, yep. man. Yep. Don't do this. Don't give them what they want. I understand our, our live stream on iHeartRadio is working now, right? So, good. Oh, good Welcome yeah. uh, to all our uh, radio listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, we were down at the beginning of the show. Yeah. So, Martin, can we just restart the show for oh, those oh. that uh, that might have missed it? Okay. There we go. Okay, yeah. Wait, wait. We can do it all over? Yeah. Welcome to Pat Gray Unleashed. I'll just redo. Welcome! Happy Tuesday. Huh. Boy, that was some game last night, right? Oh, man. The guy missed four extra points. No, he missed four extra points. Yeah, but That's they won really anyway. bad. 31-14. Okay. It didn't matter. Maybe we'll save doing the show all over again for Groundhog Day. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what we'll do. Okay. Uh, but... <laughs> You know what wasn't down during that time? Tell me. BlazeTV.com. So BlazeTV.com <laughs> slash Pat okay. to subscribe, and then when Blaze Radio is down, you won't have to worry about it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Just in case. Just in case. File you know, that away. BlazeTV.com slash Pat. Always prepared, no matter what happens. Uh, Sheila Jackson Lee is trying to criminalize criticism <laughs> of non-white people. Hmm. That seems, I don't know unconstitutional (laughs) she introduced a house bill criminalizing quote conspiracy to commit white supremacy (laughs) which includes criticism of non-white people which influences an individual to commit a hate crime (laughs) my gosh hr 61 leading against white supremacy act of 2023 oh so it's lhasa Introduced last Monday by Sheila Jackson Lee of Texas, uh, it seeks to prevent and prosecute white supremacy-inspired hate crime and conspiracy to commit white supremacy-inspired hate crime. You've got to be kidding me. Wow. She just gets... I mean, she started out butt-stupid, but she has gotten even stupider over time. So this is... Clearly unconstitutional. It's clearly uh, against the First Amendment. You can't criticize someone. The The congressional bill, which was referred to the Committee on the Judiciary, states that someone engages in a white supremacy-inspired hate crime, quote, when white supremacy ideology has motivated the planning, development, preparation, or perpetration of actions that constituted a crime or were taken undertaken in furtherance of activity that, if effectuated, would have constituted a crime, unquote. Yeah, yeah, she's saying that even like a social media platform, if you come out against um, uh, the way the border is being enforced, then obviously you support, uh, you're, you're like against uh, the white replacement theory or subscribe to that oh just by wanting border security. Gosh. So therefore, you're a white supremacist and uh-huh. action needs to be taken against you by the federal government. <laughs> this woman is It's getting nuts. pretty scary. Uh, but this goes right along with, with what's happening in this country. San Francisco, just uh, their committee, their reparations committee that they right. put together, yeah. just proposed a plan to city officials last month that would pay longtime black residents of San Francisco of the whole Northern California metropolitan area. Five million dollars each. <laughs> Five 
million each. <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I'm from San Francisco. Uh, hey, I've been, what? yeah, I'm, and uh, I was born to uh, black sharecroppers. And really? so, yeah, that's how I've always identified, always. And uh, you know what's so funny? I've secretly been living in San Francisco, San Francisco <laughs> for about 15 years now. Are we related? <laughs> you same thing? I think we're cousins. We have a very yeah, similar background story. Really, that's weird. Huh. Huh. <laughs> okay. How much it's fraud nuts. will be perpetrated oh, to take advantage of this? The San Francisco African American Reparations Advisory Committee submitted the report to the Board of Supervisors just before the new year, <clears throat> which addresses public policies created to subjugate black residents in the Bay Area and includes a list of financial compensation, such as the lump sum reparations payment of $5 million to each and every individual who is eligible. Wow. They wrote, centuries of harm and destruction of black lives, black bodies, and black communities should be met with centuries of repair, the committee chair told the Chronicle. If you look at San Francisco, it's very much a tale of two cities. Hmm. Uh, his name is Eric McDonald. He serves on the panel with 15 other members established by city officials in 2021. Such residents who qualify for the payment must, le- must meet at least two criteria from a list of requirements. Okay. The applicants uh, have to be at least 18 at the time the city enacts the committee's proposal. Okay. You must have identified as black or African-American on public documents for at least 10 years. I got some writing to do, I guess, with that. <laughs> I'm I'm way behind on my documents. Are you, uh, Keith? On uh, no, I keep this stuff. Oh, uh, you do in a okay. secure folder you, for right. this very day. And we have to prove we were born in the city between 1940 and 1996. Other requirements include residents that have lived in San Francisco for at least 13 years. So that's perfect for me. I've been there for 15. Yeah, or personally been incarcerated. Or the direct descendant of someone imprisoned during the war on drugs. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, man. Boy, they... So you don't even have to have slavery in your background. I, wa- I, I want the footage from these meetings where, where this uh, little think tank sat around and was like, all right, who's getting the cash, y'all? Yeah. Yeah. So and then somebody said, uh, "Well, there's not many descendants of slaves out here." So uh, yeah, since California wasn't a slave state, by the way, exactly. So they're it like, was not a slave state. What can we do here? <laughs> uh, and, and, and like, I wonder, honestly, did any idea get rejected? Did somebody say, "Oh, I think uh, anybody I that's ever, um, uh, I don't know, uh, use the black marker." Right? Because look at the, the white supremacy involved in that. You're draining this this tool of its black ink. Look at this. Mm-hmm. I think you deserve reparations. Did that one get tossed out? I bet no idea bet got it tossed wouldn't. out. No. No, no. In fact, they're probably going to go to the drawing board if they hear this. They're like, oh, my gosh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Let's go do that. So the Census Bureau shows black residents total about 5.7% of the city's population. I hope that includes us because... You know, it might not be obvious to some that we've lived in San Francisco for yeah. so long. Yeah, don't 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 try to change my experience. Uh-uh. Don't don't even this do it. This is my lived experience that you're trampling on if you deny me. 
The Chronicle reported that the state reparations task force believes that approximately $569 billion may be due to black Californians for housing discrimination alone between 1933 and 1977. Uh, Tanish Hollins, the committee's vice chair, told the outlet the reparations would quantify that harm from policies the city passed that touch on the legacy of, of slavery. And it's about About time. time. About darn time. The report acknowledges San Francisco or or the state of California never formally adopted the institution tenets of segregation, white supremacy, mm. systemic repression, exclusion of black people through the legal process, or chattel slavery. But don't let that stop us. But them. don't let that stop us. <laughs> We're going to do it anyway. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, <clears throat> who pays? That's the one thing I haven't gotten to, and it doesn't look like it's included in the Wait, article. Hold on. How are you going to pay for that $569 billion? Yeah, I don't know. My brain's moved on because Pat Gray's not allowed to say who pays without oh, singing a song. What's that? Who who pays your salary? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that. That's fine. That's fine. I just want you yeah. to know that your audience is out there listening, and when they hear your voice say who pays, that's <laughs> where it goes. What's that? Who pays your salary? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, this is just, uh, can you imagine if you're black in that city? Wow, do you want this to happen? I mean, yes, please. Man, have I been oppressed uh, ever since I was born. <laughs> man, and it's man, messed me up completely. Man, have I just started identifying as, as black. black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a resident, of course, of San, Fr- San Francisco, which... Again, might not be clear to everybody, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it's not yeah. so. Yeah, again. And that I don't identify as having been born in San Francisco. Who am I to deny your experiences as a black Thank man you. Exactly in San right. Francisco? Exactly right. As a sharecropper's like, kid. <laughs> and it, in fact, my wife was born in San Francisco. So I do have a tie there, legitimately. Hold on. And how dare anybody say that the Hang rest on. of what I've said isn't legitimate, because wait, it is. Wait, 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 hold on a second. Mm-hmm. What were the criteria again? Uh, you have to been, let's see, let me go Born back between to Between 1940 and 1996. Yeah. So so uh-huh. for Jackie, uh-huh. check, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, yes. You have to be 18. Check. She, check. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, you have to have identified as black or African American on public yes. documents. Yes. Oh, public documents. Uh-huh. Tell her to do something real quick. Uh-huh. Change something to African-American. Uh-huh. All right. So then what else And is prove left? you were born in the city. You said she was born in the city. Yeah, she was. She's 18. Uh-huh. She, what's stopping anyone from, from going, oh, uh, I need to go and renew my driver's license. Yes, I'm African-American. Mm-hmm. Is the person taking your picture at the DMV in California going to stop what they're doing and go, are you sure about that? Hell no. They're a government employee with these stupid edicts from the state, and they're going to go, oh, absolutely, sir. Okay, African-American you are. Now you've got a driver's license with it. What's to stop anyone from doing this? Nothing. This is the dumbest country. Oh, there'd be so much fraud in this. And again, who's going to pay for this? How high are you going to raise taxes on an already overburdened tax base? (laughs) Now another $569 billion to just... Give to blacks. There is no one lived there for a while left in this country with common sense to run to. Oh, man, and least of all, San Francisco. Yes. Ah, uh, <laughs> help us. Incredible. 
Yeah, I think, uh, what, $5 million should just about do the job. <laughs> yes. All in favor? I. Uh, yeah. And then you're standing there, you're like, yeah, okay. I M A L I N A K. Just sign that, write, write mm. the check to mm -hmm. me there. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm feeling less oppressed already. I mean, this world is. It's crazy. Insanity. Completely crazy, upside down. Jeez. And they're not even trying to, you know, trying to tie people into the slave trade at all. Right. They're not even saying if, if you are a descendant, a direct descendant of a slave, then you're eligible for this. They're not even doing that because they know it's so ludicrous they can't tie it to that. Most people are not going to tie back to that. Ugh. <laughs> That's the Man. answer. Ugh. <laughs> uh, there's a show called... The High Wire, and they had a nurse on to discuss the rapid rise of uh, infant deaths after COVID. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, it's not good. So there's so many different things going on all at the same time. We'll probably jump into this after the break. Uh, but every day we have new stories about this. Yeah. And every day... The powers that be continue to ignore these things. Mm -hmm. Although they did, they did decide to investigate. What was it we talked about yesterday? There yeah, are going to look into oh strokes, strokes and old people. That's yeah. strokes and old that's people. That's where we're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of that. Don't worry about the phenomenon of sudden death in mm -hmm. young people who are otherwise healthy. Don't yeah, worry about yeah. that. You mentioned that nurse. We've got that video. It's it's really sad. The information that she shares as a whistleblower. Um, we've got yet another doctor. Calling for the pulling of the mRNA vax uh, from the In show. addition to the two yesterday? Yeah. And a celebrity has hmm. been enlisted. And uh, they're, they're still promoting this thing. They're not going to stop promoting this shot. We're going to get it in your arm one way or another. And so that's, uh, that's good. That's if we have good. to rape vaccinate, we will. Wait, that, what, what was that now? Rape vaccinate. With Where they just walk up to you and stab you in the arm with the vaccine and just I, inject you. I have never heard unknowing. that term. Well, it's because I just made it up. That's that's an interesting uh, phrase. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's what they're. That's, that's what exactly it's gonna what come it is, to. right? Yeah. Somebody will hold you down, or maybe they'll just walk by and jab you with the needle. Oh, Ouch. oh, darn it! I didn't mean to do that. But now you're vaccinated, so that's a good thing. <laughs> wow! Don't. It wouldn't surprise me. Don't plant these ideas in their heads, bro. <laughs> hey, Brad Meltzer is also going to join us coming up uh, in 45 minutes. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's got a new Another book. book. Yeah. About, that's prolific, isn't it? Yeah, World War II uh, conspiracy. Got to love that stuff. Oh. Yeah. Involving? Uh, involving the uh, assassination plot to kill all three of the uh, Allied Powers leaders. FDR, uh, FDR Churchill, Stalin. Stalin. Yeah. Uncle Joe. We always so affectionately refer to him as Uncle Joe, wow. the guy who systematically starved 11 million, 10 or 11 million of his citizens mm -hmm. in 1932 and 33. Don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, you know, I, I drafted a tweet last night that I didn't send. Maybe I'll send it now. Mm. Uh, what's the biggest difference between Stalin and Fauci? <laughs> Fauci's got a 401k to pad. Yeah, I think I'll send that yeah. now. All right. More Packer and Leash <laughs> coming up.
Uh, Mike Thompson tweets us, uh, only $5 million in San Francisco? That's racist. Why not give them $5 billion? <laughs> Why not, indeed? Right? Yeah. Pat's PC restart switch. Aww. Becoming very prolific, uh, pro- proficient uh, in tweeting here. Uh-huh. Uh, just make it illegal to be white. <laughs> yeah. We're well aware that's what Democrats want to do. As <clears throat> and they've kind of done that already, frankly. Mm-hmm. Got to get this thing going. Uh, Squatching Duck, how many slave owners have ever lived in San Francisco? How many slaves have there been ever in San Francisco? Well, yeah, zero. Uh, None. Mm -hmm. Was, again, not a slave state. Uh, Fraud in a progressive cash giveaway from Lone Wolf 2965. I won't stand for such (laughs) scurrilous accusations. Uh Uh-huh. Indeed. Well, just sit there for him then. You <laughs> sit for the scurrilous accusations. That's all you have to do. Uh, now, we were telling you about the show called The High Wire, and uh, they had a nurse on the show to discuss the rapid rise of infant deaths in, uh, you know, in the post-COVID-19 vaccine world. This is one that we really haven't touched on much. I mean, we've talked about young adults. We've talked about blood clots oh, and yeah. myocarditis. Right when we went away for the break, there <clears throat> there was a child who the parents insisted got to give my baby unvaccinated blood. Didn't matter to the doctors. Oh yeah, we talked about that fight. Okay, yeah, and then the child ballooned up from a blood clot in its leg. It, it killed the the infant, <sighs> and the pictures were just horrific and sad. And that's the other thing, uh, blood transfusions right i mean if you if you're in a car wreck and you're out cold man you have no say on what they put into your body Mm -hmm. so you might as well be vaxxed on the other side of that car wreck uh, if that's what they give you because you very well could be i mean (laughs) what do you you put on your driver's license now unvaccinated blood only and is that even going to be respected i don't think so so the the trick is just don't need blood and you'll be fine (laughs) So, yeah, right. So gonna, it's going to hard, right? This thing's going to get in you one way or another, whether by choice, by force, by by something like that, like a transfusion. Mm-hmm. You saw, wasn't it, Doctor Malone, who said, uh, "Yeah, um, it's uh, it's passed between uh, spouses now." Uh, yeah, it, I, everybody's going to have it with the spike protein. Spike protein. It, yeah. it can just pass to others. Yep. Uh, unbeknownst to the innocent, unvaxxed person, mm-hmm. it can happen anyway. So here's this nurse talking about the infant deaths. I'm a postpartum nurse. I've thought about quitting multiple times because of all the carnage that I've been seeing. In March mm. of 2021, it was about two months after the vaccines really started to roll out. I noticed that in the NICU, the neonatal intensive care unit, it used to always have about 50 babies in there. And all of a sudden in March, 2021, there were 80 babies in the NICU. So that's a very high number for the NICU. Mm. Um, And then um, in April of 2021, I started noticing that there were fetal demises on the board in labor and delivery. A fetal demise is a baby that passed away in utero, but they're usually full term. So, you know, anywhere from 32 weeks to 40 weeks even, I would look on their charts and I was noticing that a lot of these mothers had received the vaccine. What would be the average rate of 
you know, stillborn um, Good question. field demise on, on your floor? When I started working there in November 2020, there used to be one or two every two or three months. Since March of 2021, there were one or two um, each week. We could just say, well, this is just Michelle's opinion. Uh, today, she has bravely released to us uh, an internal document, an email from that hospital system that was sent out to those working there. This went out to the oh. staff. Good evening, everyone. Well, mm. it seems as though the increase of demise patients that we are seeing is going to continue. There were 22 demises in August, which ties the record number of demises in July 2021. And so far in September, there have been seven, and it's only the eighth day of the month mm. so here we go i don't know when this is gonna amazing coincidence i guess you just gotta chalk that up to incredible coincidence jeez another another doctor this one in great britain a cardiologist is calling for um the mrna shots to be stopped yeah this guy is um the doctor who was uh i'm pretty sure he was big time on board with the vaccine don't quote me on that um but his dad his dad got the vaccine died oh from a uh i think he even explains it a heart issue and he's like, my dad's heart was totally fine. What? What is? He had no prior health issues, and so he actually mm. went through after his dad's uh, death, went through and figured out what killed him, and that's what has has sent him down this path. And here he is. The COVID mRNA vaccines do carry a cardiovascular risk, and um, I've actually called for the suspension of this pending an inquiry because there's a lot of uncertainty at the moment about what's causing the excess deaths. Some of it will be ambulance delays. My own father it was reported on BBC News in July, um, uh, late 2021. Uh, I was the first to actually highlight the ambulance delays because my own father suffered a cardiac arrest at home and the ambulance took 30 minutes. And when his post-mortem came out, he had very severe coronary artery disease, which is unexplainable. I then published in a peer-reviewed journal, they accepted my findings that the likely cause of his death was two doses of the Pfizer mRNA vaccine he had six months earlier. So, yeah, so there you go, yeah. Wow. Now, so he's, well, wow. the growing chorus of doctors, healthcare professionals saying, you got to stop with this, man. Stop. Can we just stop it and then figure it out? If this was anything else, they would have already done that. Yeah. Anything else. Because with everything else, they have. From Tylenol to uh, Fenfen to you name it, they take it off the market immediately. Who's the baby that? formula had two deaths. Took it off the market, and you couldn't get it for a year. Uh, who's the doctor um, who made the video for WEF? He works hand-in-hand with Dr. Fauci, and we just played his clips during overtime last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Remember, he was saying how before there was a COVID <laughs> vaccine, he was warning Congress. He's like, look, you know, we've taken stuff off for two deaths before. You know, well, yeah, but but for some reason, yes. like the COVID vaccine is hands off. That's it's, magic. It's sacred. Not allowed to touch that one. Uh huh. Oh my goodness. There and then continually, we're told <clears throat> we're crazy. It's safe and effective. Shut up. Well, wait. Is there anything that we uh, are missing here? We Science don't know what's in it. Science is settled. Okay. Just shut up. Mm-hmm. But uh, the push for shots isn't even slowing down in the face of all of this they 
they just keep doing it. Now they've turned to Martha Stewart. Okay. They've enlisted her to push the Pfizer vaccine. <laughs> you know that unwelcome guest everyone wishes would just leave already? That's COVID-19. That's why I got the new updated booster designed to help protect against recent Omicron variants. Mm. Got it? Nope. Yeah, it's great they've turned to an ex-con uh, to push the vaccine. That's, <laughs> that's really nice. nice. That's good to see. Solid. That is a solid promotion right there. Good. Yeah, I listened to everything that Martha Stewart says. All that, all that commercial made me want to do is eat pineapple. <laughs> so here we go. I mean, the the onslaught of the uh, uh-huh. the PR campaign it's not letting up. In fact, it's just kicking into higher gear. They're not going to stop pushing this man. No, they're not. <laughs> this is pretty clear. We got some satellite images now of Chinese crematoriums and funeral homes that kind of hint at COVID out the COVID outbreaks true toll in China. I mean, they don't, they do not own up to what's going on there. Uh, For a while, they were saying, yeah, they had 35,000 or 75,000 infections a day for a time, but they still claim, you know, very few deaths. I, it seems to me the death toll in China, they claim is under 5,000. Ours is what? 1.2, 1.3 million. Theirs is 5,000. Oh, so granted, I mean, they're obviously undercounting and And we're overcounting. Yeah. Yeah. We might uh, share some of that uh, today in overtime. Some of those numbers. Uh, So a lot of people are questioning the government's reporting, pointing to the recent deaths of prominent artists, scientists, academics, athletes. I mean, so many. And then these satellite images taken over multiple cities in China, show heightened activity outside crematoriums and funeral homes. That's what Mm. was up there just a second ago. Maybe we could show that again. And so it it appears to contradict the country's low official total, their death figures. So they need extra parking at these places. Uh, (laughs) Yes. I mean, look at that. My gosh. That's a big difference. Sure is. Huh. A lot of cars in that parking lot. Interesting. Uh, the images were taken by Maxar in late December and early January and shared with NBC News. They show a new parking lot has been built since early December at a funeral home uh, in one of the Chinese cities on the outskirts of Beijing. Other images from cities around the country show a greater number of cars parked outside funeral homes compared with similar periods in past years. Now, I don't know that that's conclusive, mm-hmm. but it's just a clue that maybe... They've got a little extra business than they used to have. Construction equipment was visible at the funeral home during a visit on December 22nd while workers in white hazmat suits... Whoa-oh. That's a tip-off. Yeah, kind of. ...could be seen unloading caskets from a steady stream of vans. Wow. Multiple times per week. Elsewhere in, in Beijing, crematoriums have been operating 24-7 with... One major funeral home telling NBC News the wait time for a cremation slot was up to two weeks. Mm. Some funeral homes no longer even allow memorial services. I mean, this is what happens when you lock down a society. You're not uh, allowing them to develop any kind of herd immunity. Yeah. Uh, Not allowing them to go anywhere. 
and then uh, now it just explodes, and uh, the bill's coming due. Mm. The chickens coming home to roost. <clears throat> uh, okay, can you look up, Keith, the uh, American death toll, the official death toll for COVID-19 mm-hmm. here in America? Because China's official death count, I just mentioned, was under 5,000. It's a little over 5,000. It's 5,270. Since the start of the pandemic, 5,270. <laughs> nice job, China. Wow, they've done a great job. Uh, 1.11 great... million here. 1.1? 1.11, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. 1.11 million. Oof. And they have 5,270. I mean, you don't want anybody to die, but... And I think the truth is somewhere in between. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh... Our number is probably closer probably than closer, theirs. Sure. She's out of 1.4 billion. You've had 5,000 deaths, huh? Good job. You guys are really stopping the outbreak there, huh? Speaking of China, two more secret CC police stations, CCP police stations, have been discovered in Los Angeles and New York, according to a new report. Oh, good, good. So two secret. Chinese Communist Party police stations in our country? That doesn't seem right. It doesn't. A nonprofit group, though, has discovered 48 new overseas police stations with ties to China's communist regime, including two previously unknown facilities in L.A. and New York City. (laughs) Uh, The newly identified sites are among more than 100 police outposts that spread out across 53 nations. The facilities have been used by the CCP to carry out an illicit campaign of transnational repression. Oh, here we go. Okay, good. Hmm. It's outrageous that the communist Chinese government is exercising extra ter- extraterritorial law enforcement on U.S. soil. Yeah, yeah, that's an understatement. It should be a top priority of Senator of uh, Secretary Blinken and Attorney General Garland. To shut down these stations to protect our Chinese-American constituents. Well, and the spying going on from China is just out of control. And everybody knows it. So China has a police force operating within our nation's borders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two of them, at least, that we know of now. Uh, and, okay. I mean, how do we know that we, there, we haven't discovered a hundred more? <laughs> yeah, and of course now they're... And we learned that they're donating tons of money to Ivy League colleges. So, uh, yeah, uh, their influence is strong there. Sure, uh, including what was it, forty-five million to the Biden Foundation thing? Uh, Fifty-four. There at Penn? Fifty-four. And then um, most of that, I think, most of that, half of that was anonymous. Hmm. Okay. You know where the uh, nothing to worry about. Where nothing the classified to see here. documents were found. Yeah. Move along. Move yeah. along. Nothing to see okay, here. Okay. Cool. Let me tell you about Start Mail. If you're tired of feeling like your personal data is at risk or you worry the big tech is watching every move you make, uh, you don't have to. If you don't want anyone else knowing where you've been, who you've met, and what you're thinking, Start Mail is the perfect solution for protecting your privacy and giving you peace of mind. And you don't have to be doing anything nefarious uh, <laughs> to want this because I love this. Uh, and it's a fantastic service. You think that, well, all my stuff is is private with Google or Yahoo. Uh, no. They sell that information to people all over the place. But Start Mail's 
secure email service keeps your inbox safe from unwanted spying eyes and it protects you from spam, which is another huge plus to me. Every message can be encrypted or password protected, and when you delete an email, it's gone. It's not like other services where you delete it and it's still there somewhere and somebody can find it and use it against you. Sign up today to save 50% on your first subscription year. Uh, there's never been a better time to go to startmail.com slash unleashed and join the thousands of people who have chosen Startmail for their email security needs. That's Startmail with a T, S-T-A-R-T-M-A-I-L, startmail.com slash unleashed for 50% off. Pat Gray, Unleashed. Uh, we have a video here that's hard to believe. <laughs> Guy went into the Mall of America <sighs> doing a little shopping. It's America, right? And uh, he was wearing a really offensive T-shirt. Uh, check this out. And see if you would have kicked the guy out, too. Can you pause that? His shirt says, Jesus saves. And on the back, it has the coexist uh, nauseating logo that's marked through. You know that bumper sticker you see everywhere? Ugh, it's just mm-hmm. annoying. Anyway, mm. so um, this guy, this this uh, Paul Blart, is saying, hey, uh, that's hey. offensive because Jesus is religious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd uh, say so, yeah. Uh, so is that it? So free speech... So the guy confronts him and tells him yeah. to either take the shirt yeah, off. Yeah, so free speech need not apply at the Mall of America. Someone keeps on a lie. Okay, but it's the same thing, okay? People have been offended. People are offended. Like I said, all we were asking you was to take your shirt off. Unreal. Macy, take it off. I didn't say anything, though. I haven't I didn't said speak. anything. I didn't, I didn't wow. speak. I didn't, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I haven't said a word. This is in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Where you can't wear a Jesus Saves t-shirt. Correct. Unbelievable. Wow. Again. You can leave or take your shirt off. He's got another shirt underneath it, so he wouldn't be naked, but come on. And this, if you want to shop here, <laughs> here we go. you need to take that shirt off. What is wrong with you? I, I can't America, believe it. America, 2023. What is, what is, what is wrong with my shirt? <laughs> What's wrong with my shirt? <laughs> Again, sir. It is religious Again, soliciting. sir. It's religious There's soliciting. No soliciting allowed. Soliciting? Don't look at my shirt. That's not soliciting. Don't look at my shirt. It's a statement yeah. of fact. <laughs> Jesus saves. <laughs> I swear. Did anybody, was that guy fighting for him? The guy that was speaking last there? Uh, I wonder if he was on the guy's I side or. So. I don't think anybody was on that guy's side. That is I, crazy. I was having a conversation with a gentleman about football the other day. And uh, it was a good conversation and blah, blah, blah. And I turned to leave and he turned around because we weren't really facing each other. And it was a Saints shirt, New Orleans Saints. Well, mm-hmm. I'm a Falcons fan. That's our chief rival. And I said, oh, bro. So were you offended? I, I told him. I said, if I take that off, if I knew you were a Saints out. fan, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have had this conversation. You know, I'm so offended. No, but seriously. If you're I, offended, uh, right? uh, tough. Leave. Leave. Or don't, don't look at it. Don't look at the guy. Don't, don't look at it. interact with the guy. If the Jesus Saves shirt is that offensive to you, you're the one with issues, man. Nice. You've got to look in a mirror. I'll bet you.
If somebody walked through the mall with a t- with a T-shirt that had the F word on it, oh, yeah, they oh. would not be kicked out. No, I bet they wouldn't. And if anyone dared to go up to security to complain, they'd say, "Well, there's nothing I could do. It's free country, you know. It's, it's free speech, blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. Whether there was mall policy against that or not, that's how 99 out of 100 Paul Blarts would respond. If you had a T-shirt that said Allah Akbar, oh yeah, <laughs> would they kick you out of the mall? Take that so. off, or we'll <laughs> kick you out of the mall. There's no way they would do that. There's no way. Uh, I think this guy's got a little lawsuit coming against the Mall of America. Uh, Good luck. My God. I wonder if there's a... Shoppers are offended by a Jesus Saves t-shirt. So? If they're that easily offended, they shouldn't be out in public. Stay home. Let's see. What do you think the chances of the uh, ACLU getting involved in this guy's side are? Uh, zero. <laughs> Maybe 1%. Every once in a while, they surprise you. Every take, once in a every while. Every once in a while, they're like, wait, what? You guys are helping this person? Yeah, it's it's not likely. I guess it could happen. But I hope he pushes back. I do, too. I'm just looking to see if there's an I update on there. Yeah. Did he? Have, do we know the outcome here? Did he eventually leave or take um, off the shirt? God, why that is it's crazy. Let's see here. Seriously, if somebody lives in Minneapolis, you should you should test whether or not they tolerate other forms of uh, free speech that might appear on a T-shirt. Yeah, a lot of people were commenting that, uh, you know, what country is this? Where did this happen? I can't believe this. And then they found out, oh, that's America uh, 2023. Yeah. Wow, really bad. <laughs> really bad. Yeah, I don't know where this uh, stands. I don't know. Huh. I think he left, but I'm just not positive on Probably. That. I mean, they were really insistent, and they would have hassled him the whole time or grabbed him, put cuffs on him, drag him out by his hair. I was, su- I was surprised that there weren't uh, segues in the video with the uh, mall yeah. cops standing around there. <laughs> that was the only thing. He was very Paul that. Blart-like, wasn't he? Boy, he was. Jeez. <laughs> Except I don't think Paul Blart would kick somebody out of the mall no. with a Jesus Saves no. t-shirt. No. That wouldn't happen. A very similar body type, I'll say that. <laughs> yes. But like you said, without the segue <laughs> to scoot around the mall in. It's a good movie, by the way. Let's be honest. Oh. Paul Blart Mall Cop? Brilliant Academy Award. Oh, it is awesome. Style. Oh, that's a great flick. Oh, yeah. You don't like it? No, I love did it. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, I did you, watch you, it. But you, you weren't yeah, it was, it? Yeah, it was good. It was okay. It's great for what it is. I if like you Kevin go in, James. Yes. He makes any movie, mm-hmm. you know? So it's fun. if you go in just wanting to be entertained. He just played uh, uh, Sean Payton in what? a movie. The oh, coach? What is, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. And I thought the whole time, Sean Payton is not a fat guy. Uh, right. <laughs> this, right. This guy does not look like Sean Payton. Why did you choose this? But Payton was in it at the very end, so he must have endorsed the movie. He, he played a janitor cleaning up in his office uh, at the very end of the movie. <laughs> kind of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Some tweets here, uh, including this. By the way, uh, Brad Meltzer coming up. Talk about his latest book in just a few minutes. Did you know the indigenous, this is from Frank Johnson, did you know the indigenous people from the San Francisco area were completely gone within two generations of the Spanish founding it? I Hmm. didn't know that. Hmm. So, Did you know that if you're going to San Francisco, you need to be sure to wear some flowers in your 
hair. Uh, if you're going to San Francisco, hmm. you're going to meet some gentle people there. Just hmm. so you know. Well, I'm okay. going to California to make a new start. Going to California <laughs> with an aching in my heart. With an aching in your heart? Yeah. Like a Troy aching? Or... No. No? That's not... No. Yeah. No. No. Okay. No. From Pathead T, the closest thing to a slave in San Francisco... San Francisco, I just can't speak today, uh, were Chinese immigrants. Hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so, I mean, who do you want to give this money to? Because obviously yeah. you're, you're discriminating yeah. against the Chinese slave labor that was in place that, that right. brought the railroad into San Francisco and yep. all sorts of good stuff. Uh, Jay Ford tweets, safe and effective is a joke. On the vaccine? What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back Where are you up. getting that, J4? Back it up, bro. <sighs> that doesn't fly here. <laughs> uh, I was forced to get one to keep my job. Oh. And got the J&J, the Johnson & Johnson. Felt like I was having a heart attack for 12 weeks. Dang. Yeah. So the Johnson & Johnson's not even mRNA technology, right? Isn't that a, it's a different kind of vaccine? I think Johnson and Johnson is maybe actually a va- vaccine where the other one isn't. And there are so many people on social media who are listing their ailments and what they have suffered from now yeah. uh, from this thing. And then many people who haven't felt any effects who walk around regretting their shot thinking they're a ticking time bomb. Yeah. And that the, the stress mm-hmm. from that alone... I, I am so sorry that we are here as a society, mm-hmm. and God bless you, it, especially if you were coerced or forced into this decision. Yeah, to keep your job, your will. which, you know, what are you going to do? If you've been doing that for a long time, it's your livelihood, and they're threatening you with your job, you're probably going to get the vaccination, even if even though you really don't want to, because you got to support a family. I mean, just the way they went about this. Let's say it's the most safe and effective thing ever. Okay, let's just say that that is how it played out. The mm-hmm. fact that they were threatening you in mm-hmm. all quarters of society yep. to get this says plenty about it for me. And the fact that the Democrats are in bed with Big Pharma. Who saw that coming? That's amazing. You know, for this administration to be hand-in-hand hand with Pfizer and Moderna, uh, because there's money to make, money to be made by this, and they are making money, aren't they... Like, don't they share the the? Yeah, there was a good special by Glenn down the hall here yeah. about uh, the patent and everything. Yep. But isn't it amazing that the Democrat Party has flipped a switch and now they're pro big pharma, mm-hmm. they're pro going to war effectively? Yeah, yeah. In Ukraine, absolutely. Uh-huh. Incredible. <laughs> Just speaking of Democrats, this next video, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't know. Is, can this be real? I have not yet seen it yet, but Keith is telling me what Chelsea Handler is okay. about to say here. So, yeah. So this how, is unbelievable Okay, to so me. she's 47 years old. Okay? Now? Right she's now, 47. Right now, right. Okay, and, so and, she says she learned something so, by 40. Yeah, so at the age of 40, she discovered some scientific truth <laughs> for the on. first time. This is come on. unbelievable. This just shows you how... Dumb. Dumb. Some of these people are. But stupid. Period. Watch. See for yourself. I didn't know. And this is true. I didn't know. I didn't know until I was 40 years old that the sun and the moon were not the same thing. (laughs) What? It's hard to believe. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> it was, I was shocking to me as well. I mean, well, of course, it must have been more shocking to you. I was like, She's not I kidding. was in Africa. We were on safari. My sister and I were riding an elephant, and there was a man riding an elephant for us because we don't know how to ride an elephant. Yeah. And my older sister Simone looked up at the at the at the, the sky and she said, Chelsea, Chelsea, look up. It's not often you get to see the sun and the moon at the same time. Yeah. What? <laughs> Listen to this. Listen to this. And I was like, looking, I was like Scooby Doo. I'm like, <laughs> I said, and I go, wait. I go, but they're always together. And as soon as I said that, she turned around. She goes, what did you say? And I was like, oh, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm like, I knew what I said giddy was up, wrong. Giddy up, elephant. Like, <laughs> I was like, let's canter. Is that what an elephant does? <laughs> oh my god. And um, I and 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 she looked at me. Mm. She goes, I need you. And I just tried to gloss over it. I was like, never mind what I said. I know. And she said, no. I need you to tell me what you think <laughs> is happening between the sun and the moon. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, I just be. assumed when the sun went down, Hell. it popped back up as the moon, you know? <laughs> the little costume change. Like, <laughs> like, is that not what's happening? The man riding the elephant what? spoke no English and went, <laughs> <laughs> And he's just like another dumb American. Yeah. You know? Thank you for being an ambassador for us over there. I, is that the is that the worst clip we've ever played yes. of a human being on this show? Yeah, yeah, of an adult, of an adult yeah. human yeah. being. Wow, we should be calling her every week for more on trivia. <laughs> that is, <laughs> I, I can't even fathom that. That is uh, that's difficult. Seven right? years ago, she realized the sun and the moon the, were different. At the age of forty, readily uh, admits it too. How is that? possible and i thought you know uh, no she's joking or Mm-mm. she's being facetious Mm-mm. no she's got a whole story that goes along with it yep <laughs> that, this is a person who sounds off on political issues on a regular <laughs> basis this is who we're dealing with like like if you on ever, the other side if, if you ever hear wow. chelsea handler making a point online or something oh like that my gosh. all you have to respond bring up with, the sun and the moon just, just why don't you sit this one out though yeah why don't you sit everything <laughs> why, out why don't, why don't you go and look at the sky oh my oh. gosh how is that possible you graduated from high school Boy, i don't know believing the sun and the moon were the same thing <laughs> i wonder where she went okay. to school here holy cow uh, let's see. She's from New Jersey. I wonder if she went to... I have no idea. Anybody will claim her? Yeah, I don't know. So I don't every see. month, the sun at night, for right. some reason in the day, it's completely unblocked. But at night, it would go through different phases during the month where we were between... I don't know how it was... So, she obviously didn't give any thought to... Right. Hey, how is the moon not full all so the time? Some calendars do moon phases. Uh-huh. I'm just looking to see if this one has uh, lunar phases. Uh, lunar would be sun. Uh, let's see here. Lunar, lunar would be moon, Keith. Um, mm-hmm. uh, lunar solar is sun. Solar is sun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm just looking to see if I have a solar calendar or a lunar calendar here. Sorry. Yeah. No, it looks like it's just doing moon just stuff really, here. So that's really uh, unbelievable. Uh, all right. Wow. Wow. I mean, what more can you add to that? You just, you play it and it's self-explanatory, isn't it? Uh, there's a financial war against the middle class going on right now. That's that's no secret. Uh, we did it, Joe. Higher gas prices, higher mortgage rates, two for one. Now household debt is soaring at its fastest pace 
since the 2008 crisis. But there are always options. Talked about Masterworks uh, for over a year now. But last year was their best yet. Over $25 million returned to their investors from nine exits, which all sold for a profit. In fact, every deal Masterworks has closed has been for uh, net returns over 9%. They're the real deal. Um, wouldn't talk about them otherwise. Now, uh, I, you know, I'm no art expert. And with Masterworks, you don't need to be. That's the great thing. Their SEC qualified pieces from uh, legends like Picasso are portfolio diversifiers and potential return drivers. And again, like 9% and more. Uh, these are not some Hunter Biden scribbles. <laughs> These are real masterworks. So diversify with masterworks. It's really easy, I'm, but I'm going to make it even easier for you. you uh, you'll get priority access to skip their wait list just by signing up at masterworks.com slash unleashed. It's actually masterworks.io slash unleashed. Okay, don't forget that. Masterworks.io slash unleashed. See the important... Regulation A disclosures at masterworks.com uh, slash CD. Again, that's masterworks.io slash unleash. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, all right. We have uh, Brad Melter joining us today. Right. Hey, Brad. Welcome. Good to be back, Brother Pat. You are uh, incredibly prolific, and you have written yet another book. Uh, this one sounds really, I mean, not like your others don't, but this, this sounds really cool. The Nazi Conspiracy, The Secret Plot to Kill Roosevelt, Stalin, and Churchill. Uh, welcome, and tell us about this. How did you, uh, how'd you just, dis- I've never heard of this conspiracy. How did you find out about it? Yeah, no, this is a true story, uh, really happened. I don't think the Internet is good for many things these days, Pat, but it is good for obscure historical details. Mm-hmm. And I found, I found this, you know, this mention of a secret plot to kill Churchill, Stalin, and FDR at the height of World War II was a half-page, maybe page-long article, had barely any details. And I said, is this true? Did it happen? <laughs> and it all really happened. And, and I just, you know, we just went down the rabbit hole and, and basically, a book came out. It was magic like that. Wow, cool! And uh, what will be new for armchair historians? What what don't I mean, they the, know that you found out? Yeah, and let, let's just paint the picture. It's 1943. It's the moment where the Nazis have invaded the Soviet Union. Stalin's getting decimated. He wants our help. He's like, "Come invade!" He basically wants the Battle of Normandy, the invasion of Normandy, to happen so he can have that, you know, and pinch those Nazis and make sure that you know get mm. them out of the Soviet Union and attacks. So FDR, Stalin, and Churchill need to meet together for the very first time to figure out this plan and to plan Normandy. And so they meet in Tehran, Iran, of all places. And FDR comes to town. His motorcade is coming down the center of the city. Everyone's craning their neck trying to see the president. The president's waving back. Well, none of them know, Pap, is that that's not FDR in the motorcade. It's actually a Secret Service decoy. The real FDR is across town ducked down and hiding in the back of a beat-up sedan because they're worried as they go through the side streets that there's a Nazi assassin who will kill him. And I just ruined chapter one of the <laughs> Nazi conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, that's really amazing. I would. Uh, I don't think I want the gig as decoy. Right. That doesn't sound like a desirable position. Uh, yeah, someone said to me, someone asked me if I would be the decoy, and I was like, have you seen me? Have you seen my build? Like, <laughs> I am not built for such things. Yeah. Mm. So how did how did we find out about it to put this decoy uh, into the into the car? Yeah, so what happened was is when the White House head of, Sec- of the Secret Service, a guy named Mike Riley, and Mike Riley was promoted the day after Pearl Harbor to guard FDR, he used to carry FDR in his arms like a baby. Like he was the only one of the few guys mm. strong enough to actually carry him. And he's the one who spoke to, at that point, the Soviet intelligence who had a report about a group of six paratroopers that were still on the loose who were in Tehran. And the other the, – the stories to me – you know, listen, we all know FDR. We all know Stalin. We've heard the name Church, Winston Churchill, of course. But the best part of this story are the people you don't know. There's a guy named Otto Skorzeny. He's a Nazi. And Otto Skorzeny gets paged to go to Hitler's headquarters, his secret headquarters called the Wolf's Lair. And Hitler's bringing in all of his best special operations fighters, and Otto Skorzeny is a special ops guy. He wants to find the toughest one for a secret mission. And he lines them all up shoulder to shoulder in the big room, and he asks them and quizzes them with one question. He says, what do you think of Italy? And all of them start spouting, you know, kind of like, oh, we love Italy. They're on our side. We're going to fight with them to the death. You know, all sound macho and great. And this one Nazi, Otto Skorzeny, shouts above everybody else and says, and, and he says, I am from Austria, my Fuhrer. Because he knows that Adolf Hitler is from Austria, and a true Austrian actually resents Italy because in World War I, Italy took a key piece of Austria and never gave it back. And at that moment, Adolf Hitler turns to Otto Skorzeny and he's like, you're my guy. And he sends him on this secret mission. I won't ruin the part of the book, but it's so crazy what this guy, Otto Skorzeny, does that he eventually it earns him the nickname the most dangerous man in Europe. We actually had to put – Josh mentioned I, my co-writer, put a, an actual photograph of this moment in the book because we were like, if we don't show a photo, people will not believe it really happened. And it's mm-hmm. the wildest Nazi story you've never heard. Wow. I can't wait to dig into this. Yeah. Uh, so, was he the assassin then? Is no, it, whoa, whoa, you're ruining it. I mean, is it a, it's well, a, you'll see, it's you'll a see there's a couple. They, <laughs> yeah, there's a couple guys. There's a, obviously, the okay. whole thing is 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 you don't know what you know. You never know who the assassin's really going to be because it, it, the plot gets thwarted. Uh-huh. That doesn't ruin anything. Uh-huh. Although I'll tell you, my my son just finished a book. My 21 year old son read the book. He loved the book, and he says, "I have one problem, Dad." I said, "What?" He says. I kind of wanted everyone at the end to die. And I, was like, and I was like, come on, you want me to kill Winston Churchill and FDR? I'm like, I'm like it's not, I can't Tarantino this, you know, he, but he, he, he wanted more blood. And I was like, but this is, this is a history book. It's a, it, yeah. it, it reads like a thriller, yeah. but it's a true story. I can't change it. Can, can, can I just throw this out there, Brad? Because uh, as a homeschooling parent, uh, my 17 year old son, he loves World War II history. He loves little known history. And your book came out just at the perfect time with this semester starting. So that is a homeschool curriculum for my son to read this book. So uh, uh, thank you for it. It's perfect. Tell him to turn down his bloodlust for the end, and he'll be very happy. (laughs) I don't know if I can help with that. (laughs) Um, So you mentioned that they were meeting in Tehran, Iran. Is that where things were supposed to happen? Is that where this was supposed to go down? Yeah, that's where it was all going to go down. What happened okay. was is they, they wanted, you know, this is the very first meeting where, where Stalin and Churchill and FDR get together. 
And they went to Stalin and they said, let's pick an equidistant place. We'll measure out on the globe and find you know, a place equal for all of us. I'll meet you, you, know, we'll meet you in, in Alaska. Stalin's like, no, not a chance. And the reason he wants Iran is because the British and the, um, and the Soviets have an embassy there, so they have good security there. And he also believes that the desert location is going to be a great way for them to kind of keep secrets. And also that's where we're sending all our weapons. Through the, We use a, uh, an Iranian railroad, a Iranian railroad there. And so we have actually people there as well. And, you know, of all the places it can be, What's crazy about it is there's a Nazi, there's another Nazi guy whose name is Franz Mayer. He's on the ground in Tehran. He's a Nazi spy who's basically hiding in Tehran. Basically, the, the, you know, the Nazis think he's useless. They thought he got captured. They thought he was lost. But he's on the ground. And then he gets word out that, like, listen, I'm alive. I got a paratrooper place you can send in supplies. Here, I have a, a ground I've been building, a, a network of Nazis that are sympathetic to our cause. And he says, I'm here. Here's a secret code you can put on the radio so I can know you got my message. And at that moment, the Nazis realize that they have the best thing that anyone gets in a fight, which is an opportunity. And now the big three are coming to Tehran, and they've got a guy on the ground. And you'll see how all – you know, the, the wildest part is that this guy, Franz Mayer, is sleeping with a local woman who's from a wealthy family. He's in love. He's not just there because he loves the Nazi cause. He's in love. What he doesn't know is – this woman is sleeping with another guy who happens to be an American GI. So he's whispering in bed secrets to her. She's whispering secrets to us. All right. I, nice. I, I literally could not make this up. I couldn't so, make this stuff up. It's, it's so crazy. I have a question here because when you find a, a, a story that, that sparks your interest enough to, to write a book around it, how do you go about researching this stuff? And like, have you ever started writing a book and be like, man, there's not enough here to make a story. Like, what, what's that process like for you, man? No, that's exactly. Listen, when we did, we did the secret plot to kill George Washington. We went to the National Archives. We went to the Historical Society. We did the secret plot to kill Abraham Lincoln. Not the John Wilkes Booth plot, but the mm -hmm. original plot to kill him. That's Again, National book. Archives has stuff. You know, mm. this book, we had to go and, you know, we're trying to read secrets of Nazis and Soviets. We had to get people and researchers who speak German and Russian. Wow. And it was much trickier. The, the thing that's amazing is the Nazis used to keep their best intelligence, their top secret intelligence, was on something called the brown sheets. Literally named that way because they were printed on dark brown paper. <laughs> and the brown sheets were you know, kept in a very you know, careful compart a zip compartment. You had to destroy what you read after you read it within 30 days, no matter what. And the head of propaganda, Joseph Goebbels, used to keep these very extensive diaries. And he was really, uh, I mean, an, an incredible intelligence fiasco was he used to write down what he read in the brown sheets in his diaries. And so we got to read the diaries. And when you read the diaries, that's how we figured out that, you know, we all know the story of the Enigma machine and how we cracked the Nazi codes. <laughs> what I didn't realize is they had cracked our codes. They had cracked mm. international cables that Churchill and, and FDR were sending to each other. And you read that stuff and you realize how, how, you know, I know we all think that World War II went our way. You know, it wasn't that wasn't the foregone, a foregone conclusion. The alliance between FDR and Stalin and Churchill was completely precarious. And you, you see how close it is in this moment, especially when you read the book, how quickly it could have gone the other way. We're speaking to Brad Meltzer about his new book, The Nazi Conspiracy. Um, during the research of this book, what surprised you the most? Were there any big things that, you know, you didn't you weren't aware of? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I think what surprised me the most is, and this is the heart of the book, you know, it's titillating to say, oh, we found, you know, we got the secret plot. We're going to write about the secret plot to kill the big three. But what's the book really about? And we, you know, studying history, you don't study history just because it's, you know, dates and facts are cool. You study history because of it informs something about today. And to me, when I saw in Charlottesville, you know, there are Nazis marching those few years back. And I'm not talking about throwing the word Nazi around. I'm talking about true Nazis that were there marching. And you think, you know, we all wring our hands and we're like, you know, how could this happen in America in 2023? And the amazing part is what shocked me, Pat, is we found that in World War II, there was a Nazi rally in Madison Square Garden. In the heart of New York City, 20,000 yeah. Nazis got mm-hmm. together to cheer. And with big giant banners of George Washington surrounded by swastikas, the first speaker that uh, rally said, if George Washington were alive today, he'd be friends with Adolf Hitler. Oh, my gosh. And you got, you got to remember that Jeez. what shocked me is that World War II wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And, Fra- and Frank and Barbara Walters are born in the same year. And to me, oh, wow. what, I think, what I think the American dream is about, it's wow. not about making money. It's about when you see someone being picked on, when you see someone being bullied, you use your voice. And you say enough. All those German bureaucrats that went along with Hitler, it wasn't just Hitler. They, all of them sat in meetings and made plans and figured out how to murder Jews efficiently, and none of them did anything. And we as Americans have to, when we see that happening, whatever the minority group is, you've got to say enough. Use your mm-hmm. voice. It's interesting, too, because the world has changed so much since World War II. Alliances and, um, y- you know, we, we just don't. We don't think and feel the same way we did back in the 40s. And it's interesting that we were allied with uh, such a bad guy in Joe Stalin. And and yet it kind of worked out. <laughs> right? No, no. You're, but, but listen, you're exactly right. I mean, people forget that, you know, the, the Soviets were on the side of the Nazis at the, at the beginning of the war. Right. The only reason the only reason they switched to our side is because Hitler, ta- Hitler attacked invaded, them. right? Yeah. He's like, oh, oh, he's going to invade us? I'm going to be on the good – I'm going to the good guy's side. He's not a good guy. Like he's – No. You know, they call him the man of steel for a reason. But, you know, mm-hmm. the thing that World War II does for us is World War II isn't, is one of the few times, maybe the only time in modern times where – the American government, we can really, everyone can say, whatever your politics are, can say, the government went in, we did the right thing, we saved the day, and we're all on the same side. Yeah. I mean, nothing do we all agree on today. So World War II isn't just a moment that happened. It's an ideal that's part of the American psyche. It's proof of us that we can stand up to evil and do the right thing. And that's why we study it. That's why when you read the Nazi conspiracy, you're going to see these parts and you're going to realize even more how wonderful and amazing America is, especially when you see what, what FDR is dealing with at that moment in time. So how do real quick, how do I get the book? Uh, you can go to Amazon, your local bookstore. You can okay. download the ebook or the audio book. Oh, I'd love to have it in like 10 seconds. I love that. <laughs> Just download the ebook. I'm going to do that today. Brad, thanks again. Uh, appreciate thanks, it. Good brother. luck with the Nazi conspiracy secret plot to kill Roosevelt, Stalin, and Churchill. See you on Overtime, coming up later. This is Pat Gray, Unleashed.